I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I really like being comfortable. As a matter of fact, that's why I'm sitting here in my big, manly, comfortable black leather papa chair in my living room. And this is a papa chair. Papa, as in manly, comfortable. You know, more and more people seem to be uncomfortable with exactly what being manly means now. Legitimate colleges and universities are giving actual courses with titles like, quote, overcoming your toxic masculinity, end quote. Seriously, Brown University has a course in, quote, creating safe spaces for men to unpack all the things they have learned about masculinity and what it means to be a man, end quote. (laughs) I like my masculinity. I've had it for a long time and I'm very comfortable with it. And it has never seemed toxic to me. My lady wonder wench seems to like it too. In fact, I think my masculinity is one of the biggest reasons why my lady wonder wench is the star of my most inappropriate and not safe for work thoughts and ideas. I like my masculinity. I'm very comfortable being a man. And I like being comfortable. Come to think of it, I guess my version of being manly started surprising people a long time ago. When I was in grammar school, if a bunch of boys started throwing snowballs at some girls without thinking at all, I always threw snowballs back at the boys. And I remember how surprised both the guys and the girls were. You know, it wasn't something I decided to do. It just happened. Protecting the girls was simply my masculine instinct, I guess. So I guess I'm a sexist. I like sex. I'm comfortable with it. I think being comfortable is a big part of being manly for lots of reasons, too. Well, for example, I like the fact that I can take my shirt off on a hot summer day. I like that I can open applesauce jars. I love ribbing up my chainsaw because I know that gets my lady wonder wench's attention. She always watches out the window anxiously when I vroom, vroom, rev up my chainsaw. So I went to a thesaurus the other day, an actual thesaurus, one printed on paper. And the thesaurus says other words for manly are audacious, bold, brave, confident, daring, firm, heroic, self-reliant, stud, vigorous, and virile. I especially like that stud part. (laughs) But nowhere did I see the word toxic. I did, however, see one word that was way out of place. It really doesn't mean manly. It was just plain wrong, that word. It made me uncomfortable seeing it there. That word is macho. Macho is not manly. Macho is for wimps who are trying to impress other guys. Macho guys are so afraid of those other guys that they strut, make a lot of noise, and sometimes they even commit what polite society calls domestic abuse. Now, domestic abuse is a prissy way of saying some guy is hurting the very woman he is supposed to protect. And I can't think of anything more contemptible than that. What an honor it is when a woman trusts a man enough to allow him to protect her. Honor. You know, there's a word that I bet you macho guys don't seem to understand. Honor. 
part of a statement that a bunch of very manly guys wearing funny hats and wigs made in Philadelphia a long time ago. They said, quote, We pledge our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Our sacred honor. That's manly. My dad always taught me and my brothers that a man's greatest honor is in taking care of his woman and the other people he cares about. My dad was a musician, an artist, but in his day he was also a jock. He was a track star and a college wrestler. He taught my brothers and me about life, life, truth, and honor. He taught us that it was okay being whoever we are. He taught me that I don't need anybody else's permission to be whatever and whoever I am. I get emotional sometimes. Dad said, that's fine. He said, big boys don't cry, but sometimes big men do. And he said something else that, looking back on it, was, I think, a terrific explanation of what being a man is really all about. You know, I think teaching me that one thing is most of the reason why I've been a comfortable guy all my life. I'll tell you about it in a minute. Dick's Details, a bunch of completely unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's giving you fits out the other ear and you can grab a grin and win. Historians tell us that toilet paper in rolls was invented in the 1870s, but it wasn't a popular hit until the 1900s. You know, that's just confusing. And there are all kinds of immature comments I could make about it if I weren't a man. If the answer is a paradox, what is the question? If the answer is a paradox, what is the question? You don't know, do you? Of course not. I haven't told you yet. I will in a minute. If the answer is a paradox, what is the question? The Romans believed in all kinds of household gods, including Cardia, the goddess of hinges. I guess Cardia, the goddess of hinges, must have been the patron saint of the famous Roman orgy swingers, I guess, huh, Cardia? Sitting bulls, Sioux Indians, were known as the Honk Papa Band. I like that. Sounds like Papa was a hunk. Hunk Papa, right? Kamikaze, on the other hand, Kamikaze is the name for the World War II Japanese suicide pilots, and the word means divine wind. And don't you ever wonder why they bothered to protect their heads with leather helmets. These were suicide pilots. They really didn't even have to learn how to land the airplane for crying out loud. And colonial Americans considered it unnecessary to bathe more than once every two or three months, which I figure may be one of the reasons why the folks in England call the colonial Americans revolting. I don't know. (laughs) All right, if the answer is a paradox, The question is, what do you call two doctors? A paradox. (laughs) Come on, why are you looking at me like that? Listen, at least I didn't put on a surgical glove and tell you to bend over. Dicks the tails. They take your mind off your mind. little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or my spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, available at Amazon.com, shameless plug, 
If you like them, uh, please tell a couple of friends, will you? Because they might like them, too, and you would be doing me a favor. Thank you very much. A woman without a man is like a fish without a bicycle. Men are like chocolate bars, sweet, smooth, and they usually head straight for your hips. If they could send one man to the moon, why can't they send all of them there? The reason it takes a million sperm to fertilize one egg is that the sperm won't ask directions. Men are like government bonds. They take a very long time to mature. (laughs) All crummy old jokes about men. Men are like mascara. They run at the first sign of emotion. Gloria Steinem is credited with one that really says a lot. She says, quote, Some of us are becoming the men we wanted to marry. And you know what? That may be true. Because the smart guys in the white lab coats just came out with an amazing statistic. I don't remember the exact numbers on this, but from, from my memory, they said since the 1980s, American men's testosterone levels are down 54%. I saw an ad for a highly stylish men's clothing designer last week, and it showed his new high-fashion men's stuff. Several of the guys were wearing dresses. You know, different strokes for different folks and all, but... That looks uncomfortable to me. You know, I have a couple of gay friends, and I can't imagine either one of them wearing a dress. Our daughter Chris says several high-fashion ladies' designers are coming out with ladies' suits that make a woman look manly. I think things are getting uncomfortably confusing. I saw an item in Time magazine, this is true, says Netflix is now asking employees not to look at one another for more than five seconds. They're also forbidding employees to flirt, give lingering hugs, or ask each other for personal phone numbers. All those things I happily did all those years ago when I met my lady wonder wench at that radio station in Boston where we both worked. Used to be that somewhere around half of American marriages were between people who met at work. Now you're not even supposed to look at a co-worker for more than five seconds. What the heck are we doing? Who the heck are we getting to be? Who are you? I don't mean your name. That's just some words that your parents gave you. I mean, who are you? And what are you? I don't mean your job. Others do the same work as you, and some of them even better than you. But what are you? Until you find out who and what you are, you get pushed around into lumpy crowds. And if you resist, you get sent alone down long, dark hallways with red-lit signs marked exit, all pointing in different directions, in echoing skyscrapers with self-service elevators. I found the outline of myself by touching against you. I don't know why you touched me back instead of all the other men who have reached out for you. But somehow, whatever I am touched you. I knew it when you caught me staring at your legs. Your eyes slid all the way up my line of sight to my eyes, and you spent what seemed like an hour softening there. I'm glad I couldn't help looking. 
your walk makes a butterfly of the hem of your dress against your legs, and I'm attracted to such soft and supple things. I saw myself living for the first time in your eyes, and ever since then I've been able to walk down a city block full of strangers and grin and sing and smile just because I feel good, and I never even feel foolish anymore. Thank you, whoever you are. Who Are You? It's from my Love and Touch Spoken Word Story CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, please go back to DickSummer.com. Check out the Love and Touch icon on the home page. Somebody smart once said, If there were no men, there'd be no wars, no football, and lots of fat, happy women. <laughs> I don't remember who came up with that one. So, what's being a man all about? Taking out the trash? Opening jars, killing spiders, playing with the TV remote. Yeah, it's about all of that stuff. But you know what? My dad nailed it for me. As I was telling you, dad is, was a strong, creative, very comfortable guy. He was a college athlete back in his day. He was an accomplished, sensitive musician. Terrific husband. Great father. Brilliant teacher. I remember coming home one day when I was about 14. I had a pack of cigarettes rolled up in the sleeve of my T-shirt. Dad saw it, but he didn't preach. He just said, how many of our friends smoke? I said, all of them, I guess. He said, how many of them are trying to quit smoking? I said, all of them, I guess. And he simply said, if all of our friends are trying to stop smoking, why would you want to start? You know, I never did figure out a sensible answer to that, so that ended my very short smoking career. Dad was a teacher, but not a preacher. He was physically strong. He had a deep baritone voice and a little mustache, and he never tried telling me how to be a man. But I watched. But I promised at the beginning of this podcast I'd tell you his terrific explanation of what being a man is really all about. He always said, please listen to this, he always said, 
The difference between soft and gentle is that it takes strength to be gentle. Simple. The difference between soft and gentle is that it takes strength to be gentle. <laughs> it took me a while, but I finally, I finally came to understand what he meant. What he was telling me was, a real man is strong enough to be gentle, mentally and physically. In fact, the words get run together when you think about it. A gentle man, a gentleman. I think I told you the other thing he always said. He said, a gentleman's greatest honor is taking care of his woman and the other people he cares about. I like being a man. I'm comfortable with it. No matter what they teach in college these days, I don't need a safe space to unpack all of the things that I have learned about masculinity and what it means to be a man. All I have to do is to remember what my dad taught, that it takes strength to be gentle, a gentleman. Thanks for that, Dad. I promise I'll do my best. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths, come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.